Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. This episode, we're going to talk, give like a home inspection company's view on how real estate agents can close more with each client. But first, this. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to more to warranties for a great home inspection you really can't go wrong visit home inspections in ohio.com all right welcome everybody when you when you're in sales especially oh, real estate sales you're you're paid if you're a real estate agent you are paid based upon that sale going through so it's very important that you actually close that sale but you cannot the desire is close 100 100 is not uh realistic but you can there are some things that we have seen that agents can do to get them closer to that 100 and with me right now we have laura troth the office goddess of habitation investigation hello laura hi everyone so tell us tell us a little bit about uh closing rates with real estate agents or the things that you've seen? I've seen a lot where if an agent isn't as honest and upfront about the process in the beginning, that that freaks a lot of buyers out during the process and that they don't tend to close as easily or as often. If a, an agent is really specific about this is the process. You have to get the loan set up. You have to get an inspection after we find the house. You have to get an appraisal after the inspection and they go through and break down each of the processes. And then they break down the part with the home inspection and say, this is what a home inspection does. This is what a report looks like. Those clients are better prepared and it's easier for them to work through things with their agent instead sure, of, sure. you know, not trusting their agent or just wanting to walk because they didn't understand the process and got confused. Okay. Well, let's, let's start, um, like a seller, a seller one from the most the seller house, say it's in contract. The the first thing the seller needs to do is first of all get act give give everybody access to the property. Yes, we have lots of trouble sometimes getting into certain areas of the house because they either they've not cleared out the area in the garage, so you can't get into the attic space. I've, what what things do we? Well, home inspectors typically have to go back out to a house because they couldn't get access to. A lot of it is getting access to an attic or the electric panel. Sometimes those will be painted shut. The attic access will be either painted shut or screwed in. And those are all things that the seller could take care of before we even come out there. And then there's no thoughts in the buyer's minds of, 
maybe they're hiding something. True, true. I, I, I've had that. We've had an attic place, well, a place I inspected and couldn't get into the attic space. The buyer immediately asked me if I thought there was hidden mold. There's a mold issue up in that attic space immediately. And there's no moisture related right. issue with, with that ceiling or that house, you know, for, for the roof. It's just, just immediately he went to that thought that they're hiding something. So that's definitely the first thing we can do to help make sure client, you know, agents get more sales is that they make certain there's nothing left unknown to the, to the buyer's mind. Well, they need to make sure that their seller also knows what a home inspection is. This is what the reports look like. These are the areas that they're going to need into. These are the things that you're going to need to do, you know, unscrew that attic hatch, unscrew the, take off the paint for the electric panel. All of those things should be done and the seller's prepped so that there's no surprises when we come in for the home inspection. True, true. And nothing uh, they need to do, this this is more something that agents need to do with their buyers. They need to sit down with them and give them expectations as to what they are going what what they should expect from having their house inspected. What's going to turn up? Because real estate agents they should be seeing real estate you know home inspection reports on a pretty consistent basis. A home buyer may have never seen a home inspection report, or they did. It may have been that five to seven years ago. So they're not nearly as familiar. So when somebody sees our reports or any home inspection report, if they were not expecting to see a, a bunch of stuff on there, they may freak out. And you have a, a story of somebody who yeah, there did was not an think agent that we had done an inspection for one of her clients for her buyer, and we had completed the report. And she had been talking to me after that and said that um, she had talked to the client, had called them up and said, so I have the report for the home inspection. We need to sit down and talk about the request to remedy now. And the client just said right out of the gate, I don't want the house. And she said, uh, <clears throat> the agent asked her why. And she said, well, there shouldn't have been a report with it. So there was never any expectations laid that no house is perfect. There will be a report. <laughs> you need yes. to decide what's important to you and what isn't after we get that report. Yeah, well, I know in our report we we list good things for the house, right? And it's partially to protect us to verify that yeah, we did look at the furnace, but it's also for the buyer once they move in if the furnace stops working and they have a warranty claim, they can go no, here's the picture in the report of the furnace flames working. That so that's a verification that things were fine. So yes, and we have had a lot of clients that have contacted me back within you know like a year's time, going, hey, can we have that? report because the insurance company or the warranty company needs that because of whatever the reason is. Yeah, yeah. So they, they do use that a lot. Well, they, agents really need to set ex expectation that no house is perfect. I mean, look at your, your car. How many people have car troubles? We just had problems for a van <laughs> recently. Ours, yeah. Went mysteriously, just all that it wouldn't run. You have a car and you expect issues to show with those things every now and then. I think I think a house has more moving parts and more definitely more systems than a car does. So you should expect issues to pop up with a house, just like you do with a car every year or so. Something comes, you know, happens that needs repair work. So we got setting the proper expectations. And I know when we do an inspection, we if we see something that's not perfect, and that's often in a house, 
we do not freak out about it. We try not to get anybody scared. We stay pretty neutral with the issue and large because we don't know the skill set of the person who's buying the house or, or their friends and relatives. Right. Like if we have a, like double taps and electrical panel, very common. If we're doing inspection for, elect, for an electrician, eh, no, not a big deal. Or it could be somebody who doesn't know anything about electricity, but their uncles or their father's electrician. Once again, not a big deal. So we don't we don't forget about that stuff. But so that's actually something the agent should know. Also, what comfort level and skill level do the clients have with certain issues? And if you know your client and you know what their skill set is, which for a first time home buyer is going to be significantly different than an older couple who's maybe working on their fourth home or they're downsizing, and you've got a little more flexibility with things with them because they know a bit more. Yeah, yeah you know, part of setting expectations with the home inspection. They should set expectations with the buyer as to what is reasonable to request a remedy. Right. And that's going to vary the house to house. And that's something we don't get into because every deal is different. And every need of every client is different. All we do is report. This is what we found. That becomes up to you as the agent and your client as to what you're going to request. We do not say you need to request every one of these items. We never suggest anything that should be requested. No, no. And, and the agents might even say, we're not going to ask things to be fixed that are less than $500. Whatever, you know, limitation they want to set, that's totally up to them to discuss. And that's a comfort level for the buyer. Because one of the things I, I, I believe that makes people not buy the house is there's the house did not meet their expectation, their comfort level, but they know going into the house is going to have some issues. There's, there's these things that I know are wrong. I'm willing to take care of those less likely that they'll be disappointed in the home inspection. I, I remember inspecting the house and the agent actually told the buyer that I will not find anything there because the house is perfect. And, Anything I found was automatically disappointment to the buyer because the agent gave them that unrealistic expectation. And I've even had clients that um, I've talked to that have come back and asked me, you know, well, what, what do you think we should request? And so we have that conversation that that's really something that you need to talk about with your agent. But whatever is left on that home inspection report becomes your honeydew list. That becomes your maintenance list as you live in that house so that by the time you're ready to sell because maybe you've outgrown it, you've had, you know, a couple of kids then, that following up with that maintenance list is going to make it easier for you to sell it than when you go, you know, a few years down the road, if you've kept up with that report and with the maintenance on that, your house is going to have fewer issues than if you haven't. Oh, sure. It'll sure. be much easier to sell. Now, part of the setting expectations, um, something we, we've suggested people do for a long time is show your, your buyer uh, inspection reports. Some samples. And we have samples on our, our website. Our, our website is homeinspectionsinohio.com. There's a tab around the top. You can find sample reports. But I recommend showing them a couple reports and go, hey, this is what is commonly found in a house. And some of the reports we have, one's like a, a duplex that was really rough shape. We have a nice luxury house. We got a newer house. That way, when they see their, their report, they go, oh, this is all pretty normal stuff. Part of the help. That yeah, expectation's been yep. laid out for them. Forewarning. So they know what things are, are common. 
I also look at it um, kind of like the clients are like kids. When you have kids, you're very specific with them and you give them a lot of explanations and a lot of detail because they want to know why a lot of times. It's the same with clients that are purchasing a real estate property. A lot of times they're brand new and they don't know anything. And so you're the one that's guiding them along that path and you have to think, what do they need to know? What's going to make them more comfortable with the process? What's going to give them the most information and the most benefit? And then you, you know, maybe you create some type of a flyer that you give or a checklist that you give to your clients. And then you go through all of that with them and show them that. And that way it's a process that you have set up and you don't have to reinvent it every time. And that makes your the ability to to talk with the client and to present that information to them, it makes that flow smoother and you know better what you're talking about and give to them that information they need. Yes. Yes. There's, I know there's, there's a, I got, I got a phrase in sales that a confused person does not buy. Yes. You do not want your buyer confused of what's going on. Cause then they, they lack trust. Now we've done inspections on people you know, for somebody and first deal doesn't happen. We'll do another inspection for them, and they're working totally different agent. And I know one reason that one time that happened because the the one the buyer told me because I, I asked him how come you're not working with that that agent again that the agent they're they're looking at the house and there's like a little little tiny water leak from the uh, condensation line on the furnace, which is not a big deal. I mean those pipes are all, usually not even really glued together; it just came disconnected. All needed to put together and just rerouted back to the floor drain. Not a big deal. But the agent was kind of like encouraged them to go other otherwhere and, you know, trying to get them not to see that. Well, they decided, no, I need to go see back over there. And they discovered that little water leak. It's not a big deal, but they lost trust in the agent. So they canceled that deal and I did inspection for them. With another agent. With another agent. I remember that one. Yeah. So they, you always need to be above board because the agent doesn't trust if the client doesn't trust the agent, they're going to go somewhere else. And not only that, but if they go somewhere else, you've lost that whole referral base, which is a big part of what all of us use. Our clients are happy with our services. They make recommendations on Facebook, on Google and say, Hey, this was a really great agent or a really great home inspection company. They, you know, walked me through the whole process. I wasn't confused. They, they call us five years later to right. inspect their new place. So you're being upfront with your clients and giving them all that information is going to show them that you're trustworthy. And then they're going to want to share your name with their friends and their friends will pass that on. So that's actually seeding for your future. This is a lot about customer service and how you treat your clients and how you approach your interaction with them. Well, one thing agents need to be aware of, this goes for everybody in any kind of business is, Especially real estate, we, we, we experience it a lot. And we'll see if, if if the one house, if the client doesn't buy one house, there's another house they can find. You don't need you don't need to push them into in the buying that that house. Because we've had clients buy, you know, find another house and find another agent because they told us that their agent pushed them into it. We're trying to talk them into it and they didn't they were not comfortable buying that house. They're forced into it. So they switched switch agents. 
So, but if your client likes you and trusts you, they will buy with you. It may not be that house, it may not be the next house, but they will buy a house with you because they know you have their best interests in mind and you're not going to force them or rush them into anything. And they, they will remember that. Oh, they will remember that. They definitely will. There's actually somebody that we did a training for at one of the real estate offices and she touched base every so often with this couple and it just so happened that the time I was there, she had just gotten back from having them list their house with her and she'd kept in touch with them for like a year and a half, I think it was. Just every so often she'd pop in and say hi or, you know, give them a phone call and that was enough to stay in their mind and they listed with her. Yep. It's it's all about the little things. People remember service. They remember when somebody does something for them. Um, you did an inspection, what was it, like five, six years ago for somebody? And she and I were talking because she scheduled the inspection with me, of course. And she said that she wanted it first thing in the morning because she worked third shift and she was going to come straight from work. So she wasn't going to have breakfast. And she was kind of grumbling about that. So I made the comment to Jim about her not having breakfast. And he picked up cinnamon rolls for her because he knew she'd be hungry. Five years and, later, and, she, and I like cinnamon rolls, and that too. Five years later, she tracks us down after three kids and being in that house for five years. They had outgrown it, and she wanted us to do their next inspection because she remembered the cinnamon roll, and that was why she called us. That was what she told me. It was me. just a little personal just touch, and, little- and that agent that was her agent for that next house did not know us. Yeah. And actually refer, recommend us to use somebody else. But then after seeing us and our reports and all that, we that agent's been a very good agent for us yes. ever since. So you never know where your next job is going to come from, your next referral. You can come from anywhere. So your next connection, your because next- let's face it, this job is all about connections and teamwork and working together. And if you're not building those teams, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. Yep. So for, for agents to get more you know, there's higher percentage chance of closing with their clients. They need, uh, listen set, to their clients, set expectations with, with what's going to be found in the house and what the request. Right. Cause we, some people request everything. You need to tell them up front. Hey, we're That's only going to work. You only will want, you know, request to be repaired only certain things. Maybe, you know, whatever dollar amount you set, set aside up to you. You need to show the buyer, inspection reports they know what an inspection report looks like so when they see theirs it doesn't shock them always have to know there's something going to be wrong with the house every single house there's there's issues usually nothing major but important stuff to take care of and if that house doesn't work find another one for them do not talk or try and force them into buying a house they don't want because they will remember that and they will not refer you because face it they will not want their friends to feel pressured. Would you want to feel pressured? So, Laura, we have things. I, I know like, like we sellers have, need to get things ready for the we, house. We have a checklist on the website at um, homeinspectionsinohio.com for sellers. And I have a couple of other checklists that I'm going to have uploaded for buyers, like um, a measurement sheet, things to figure out where stuff can go for them. And then like a checklist for when they move into the house that kind of gives them things to look at. And then um, 
check those out on the website. And if you need anything else or want any other um, information or checklist, let us know. All right. Sounds good. I'll put, I'll put links on the show notes so we can have that. Other than that, everybody, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and then recommend people listen to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff. Mm-hmm.